What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Friday, July 28, 2023. A sad day for the podcast. It's the end, man. All the preseason episodes, they are done. This is the last one. I hope you enjoyed all of them, all 16 that of them that I put out. Um, listen, it was a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. It was a lot of work getting all these guys to find a time to come on. And um, I deserve a pat on my back for all the hard work that I put in so that you guys could be experts on all these teams. But you know what? There's nothing else I would have rather done this summer than hang out with all the guys that I got to meet. And it stops here with the final guy that I got to meet. His name is Jeffrey the Greek. He's on Twitter. I think it's at Jeffrey the Greek. I should have looked this up beforehand. Let me just make sure. I do know that he is the host of the Eyes on Big podcast. He is the only guy, or one of the few only guys, that I could have had on to wrap up this season preview series that I did. It's over, man. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. I'm going to take a shot. Um, like I said, I got my Apple Ciroc. I have um, my... I'm going to pour the shot right now. I'm going to take it during the outro. I have my... Is this going to focus? My Purdue Boilermakers shot glass. Purdue Pete and I are going to hang out here on a Friday. I hope that you're enjoying some drinks on a Friday. I don't even know if this is allowed on YouTube, but I don't think enough people watch for it to matter. Got my uh, shot poured. And before I take it, though, I'm going to listen to this interview with myself and Jeffrey the Greek. It is at Jeffrey the Greek on Twitter. I did get that right. Go give him a follow. Um, great follow. Great podcast. I talked about this with him just a little bit, and then I'll stop talking. Maybe I'm talking a little bit too much on this intro. Everyone's like, let's hear Jeffrey. We don't want to hear from you anymore. I get it. Um, I talked about this a little bit with Jeffrey though. Uh, he was one of the podcasts that I listened to before I got started. And um, I, I really like his show. I'm being sincere when I say that. I do still listen to it. Not as often as I probably should. I'm going to start listening again this football season. The guy is super knowledgeable when it comes to football, when it comes to Big Ten stuff. He's a former player. He really knows the game. And uh, I really hope that we get to do this again, whether it's on my show or his or whatever it is. Maybe we just meet up at a game again. I've been talking about that with all these guys. Would love to just go to an Iowa game with him, you know, or any Big Ten game. He knows about everybody in the Big Ten. So uh, hope you guys enjoyed this interview. I love hanging out with Jeffrey. There's no other guy that I'd rather recap this series with. So uh, thank you to Jeffrey for coming on once again. And uh, hope you enjoy this interview. Joining me now is Jeffrey the Greek. He is the host of the Eyes on Big podcast. He's also a former Iowa football player. Jeffrey, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about some preseason football. What's going on, man? Kent, thanks for having me on. Love the podcast. Um, anytime I get a chance to talk about Big Ten football, I'm going to jump at it. So let's have some fun. All right, I have a little confession before we get started. So last year when I started doing the uh, Twitter account and the uh, podcast, I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. You know, someone talking about the whole conference all the time. So 
there was a handful of guys that were already doing a podcast and you guys were one of them. And I did listen to quite a few episodes last year before I started mine. I really enjoyed it. I thought you guys were doing a great job. And, uh, man, I just think it's such an awesome thing to do, like, so many teams all at once. And like I said, I think you guys are doing great at it. What got you two started? So your uh, other co-host is Big Kurt. What'd you guys? How'd you guys get started with all this? Yeah, thanks for the kind words. Um, I think we. I think this is our uh, fifth season. We're heading into now somewhere around there. I kind of forget sometimes. Maybe it's our sixth. Um, and uh, um, you know, I'm an Iowan transplanted into Minnesota. Kurt's an Illini uh, transferred into Minnesota. Um, at the time, there's not a wasn't a ton of college football fans up in Minnesota. That's changed a little bit in that time frame. Um, so me and him uh, got to know each other uh, through a mutual friend, and come to find out, we're both huge college football fans, Big Ten fans specifically. Uh, so this is like seven, eight, nine years ago. Um, and me, uh, him, and I would have conversations. You know, we're both in sales, have some uh, windshield time. And we would talk about college football and then we would essentially wind up complaining about the college football podcasts out there because they essentially just talk about the SEC and the top, you know, 10 teams in the country. And our our interests are are, are wider than that, you know. So for us, we just figured, hey, let's do a, a podcast where we talk about the Big Ten and heck, let's talk about all 14 teams in the Big Ten. So every fan base feels like they're representative. So that was really the thing that we tried to attack when we got when we got going. I'm interested personally, no one else might not care about this, but you guys are Iowa and Illinois fans. Basically, you went to Iowa, so obviously that's the team that you're pulling for. I never revealed who my team originally was ever talking about anything on this show. What do you think the do you guys get pushback like when you talk about other teams, especially in like a negative light? Are they like, dude, this guy's an Iowa guy. He doesn't really know. He doesn't really care about Minnesota or Nebraska. Do you guys get a lot of pushback from that? I'm interested about that. Yeah, we do. Um, and to me and and Kurt, we talked about that originally, right from the jump. And we decided we are not going to fake who we are. We're not going to insult the intelligence of our audience. The fact of the matter is, Iowa fan, he's an Illinois fan. Uh, we both went to the uh, uh, colleges that we, you know, cheer for. I played football there. So, like, there's no way over time in our minds to hide that allegiance. Um, and it's to me, it's something that annoys me about the national media is they think they have to be this completely neutral you know, person like their like their fandom is completely, you know, neutered from, from who they are as a person. I don't believe that's possible, you know? Right. Um, so to me, it's just like, we just decided to, to own it. Um, for the most part, most uh, fan bases don't have an issue with it. It's more some of the rival fan bases that have an issue with it. But in the end, I think it spices things up more than it, you know, uh, certainly more than it makes things fake, which was 100% what we were trying to avoid. Yeah. I, I've had a few people ask me and I've just told them, but like, it's funny though, because my friends who listen to the show, they're like, man, your fandom's really coming through on this take right here. Like people have got to have figured it out. So like, I still try not to do it, but, um, cause I like to try to be neutral as much as possible. And I don't want people to be like, you're a fan of this team. That's why you're saying that. 
because that's not really the case. I really do enjoy watching all the teams, but uh, obviously you have to start with one. So that's what that's kind of my background with it. I, I'm going to try to stay with that as long as possible. We'll see how, how long that works for, though. <laughs> well, I can see your T-shirt now. So maybe I got a little bit of a, uh, a sneak peek on that. So, yeah, it's not that um, one. And we, I it's mean, not that one. It, it's not that. Oh, no. it's not. OK. All right. All right. So that's just a T-shirt you got on. OK. Um, uh, and, and, you know, I believe we are very neutral, but, but that could be my ego, you know, playing into maybe, maybe we're not as neutral as we think we are. In fact, in Kurt's point of view, I think he's probably more negative to Illinois than any team in the big 10. And I don't even think that's actually up for, for debate. So some Illinois fans might wish he was actually nicer to the team that, that he cheers for. So that's, that's a personality thing, right? there. That's totally. So my, that's what my buddies always say, because I'm always talking so negative about my team. Sure. They're like, Dude, people are going to know that you're pissed off about this. That's why you're a fan of this team. But um, anyway, switching gears just a little bit, I was just listening to a couple of your latest episodes. Um, you did a great episode about Northwestern firing Pat Fitzgerald. I have a Northwestern episode that will be out the day before this one comes out. Um, obviously, that's the biggest news right now. But if you want to listen to more about that news, Go check on Eyes on Big Podcast. What I'm really interested in, though, is you guys mentioned in that episode how many shows you've had to do for coaches that have gotten fired. Who's the next guy? Who's going to be the next guy that's going to get fired out of the Big Ten? I would have had Pat Fitzgerald on this list if you asked me this question just one week ago. You know, like you you can't drop off a 1-11 burger and head into the football season not being on the hot seat. So obviously that one's taken off. After that, to me, it seems pretty obvious uh, that it would be Indiana's Tom Allen that would be next on the list. Um, and and really, the, the only thing that would save him is, is Indiana as committed to its football program as other teams in the Big Ten are in that, you know, do they want to start over again with a new coach? Because, you know, I mean, it, not to use an old trope, but it's more of a, you know, basketball specific school. Um, but, I, you know, in 2019, you know, everybody's talks about 2020 with Tom Allen, which was a great year, obviously. But 2019 uh, was great, too. They went eight and five that year and, and really should have went nine and four. They absolutely gave that bowl game away. So Tom Allen had all kinds of momentum coming in. And then 2021, they go two and ten. Uh, do not win a game in the Big Ten last year. Four and eight. Uh, I don't know how they pulled that Michigan State game out. So I mean, we're talking one and seventeen in the Big Ten the last two years for Tom Allen, with it essentially being a miracle that they're not zero and eighteen. Um, it doesn't get much worse than that. I mean, they they battled hard last year, but I, I would think either a bowl game or darn close to a bowl game is what Tom Allen would want in order for him to come back for another season. Yikes. I didn't realize that they had only won one like in the last two years or man, that's really bad. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's a couple of guys, but a, a lot of it really relates to like the contract and some of them are stuck in their contract. I'm thinking of like Mel Tucker, of course, I feel like he gets talked about a lot. Um, I think he has to have a good season this year um, to stay in his job. But, uh, yeah, Tom Allen. Yeah, that's a good choice. All right. Um, I wanted to do something really fun with you today. We're going to do like a little bit of a draft here. 
And um, I'm so excited about football season. I could not be more excited about football season. But when you think about the upcoming season, what you're really getting excited about is the matchups and the games. So what I wanted to do with you today is I wanted to do a little back and forth draft. We're going to draft our top four games. I was going to say teams. Our top four games that we're excited about this year. And uh, the one qualifier that I told you that I wanted you to do was you have to pick at least one non-conference game that you're excited about. You can pick that in any round that you want. I will let you uh, go first, and then I'll go second, and we'll just go back and forth from there. I have enough, I think, chambered up that I can get to four regardless. So what's your number one game that you're excited about this fall? So I'm just going to let you know I'm going to cheat right off the bat here, and uh, I'm not going to choose Ohio State-Michigan either way, even though I got the number one pick. Why is that? I'll, I'll let you choose it. It's obviously the number one game. It's going to be talked about, you know, and, and it should, right? Ever since I've been 10 years old, I've wanted right. to watch the Ohio State-Michigan game and, you know, certainly not a fan of every either one of those teams. Um, so I'll let you have it. Uh, so I'm going to take a different Ohio State game. I'm going to take Ohio State-Penn uh, State mm-hmm. for my number one game. Um, you know, it it people forget how close Penn State has been to uh, Ohio State over the last several years. That game has been one of the most underrated games nationally. Um, they had the lead going in the fourth quarter last year, or maybe it was late third quarter. It's it's like people have completely forgotten that just because there was turnovers at the end of the game. I'm expecting a really tough Penn State team this year. So I, I love that game. I love the fact that it's in Happy Valley. It'll be the big noon game. So I, I am as geek for that game as I am any going into the Big Ten season. I was 100% going to pick that in the first round because I was assuming you were going to take the game. Um, so I'm going to take that one. Then obviously I feel like I can't let that go to the second round and let you take that one as well. So I will take Michigan, Ohio State. I think that there's a chance that the Big Ten East will be on the line for that game again this year. And I also think there's other storylines, even if it's not where – you know, Ryan Day possibly losing his third game in a row to Michigan. It's going to be a big game regardless whether the the division is on the line or not. So I'll take the game. I'll take Ohio State and Michigan and uh, send it back to you for your second round pick. And the one thing I would add to that is, you know, after the streak that Ohio State had against Michigan, things had kind of gone dormant on Twitter and just in general with those two fan bases holy buckets it is spiced up as spicy as it can be uh you know michigan fans are taking their 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 licks or taking their their hits against ohio state and ohio state fans have had no choice but uh you know take those licks yeah, so absolutely. it's been pretty interesting so we'll just go ahead and cap off the uh the trio here right and okay. uh with the top three teams and i'll yeah. go i'll go michigan at penn state another game that penn state gets at home um, if you look up that game, not quite as good as the Penn State, Ohio State games have been. That game was over pretty quick last year uh, when Penn State went into the big house. Penn State really about the only uh, um, uh, issue on the team that that makes Penn State fans have a little bit of, of uh, um, anxiety is their defensive tackles, which is kind of where Michigan wants to attack you with that big offensive line and Blake Corum. And then on the other side, the only place that Penn state also has some concerns is wide receivers. And that's where Michigan has their concern is that cornerback. So we'll see what that matchup produces. Can Penn state 
make it a better game this year. It's going to be awesome to see. I'm really excited about that one too. This could be a great game. I think that it being at Penn State is is such an X factor this year too. And they're so good. I love their quarterback. I've already talked. I've been I've been talking about them for three straight weeks now. Once this podcast comes out, but. I am one of the few people that thinks that they have a better running back room than Michigan. Um, I think that Michigan mm-hmm. benefits a little bit from their offensive line, but I love Nicholas Singleton, Katron Allen, and they got Trey Potts this year. I think they're going to be crazy in the backfield. So I love Penn State. Um, let's see. I'm going to switch gears here. I'm going to not switch gears, but I'm going to switch divisions. I want to pick a West game. So I'm going to go with, let's see. I got a couple written down here. I'm going to take Iowa at Wisconsin as one of the games that I have circled right here. Iowa, Cade McNamara, new quarterback. Wisconsin, Tanner Mordecai, new quarterback. Um, I really like the what's going to change. Everything's supposed to change for both of these teams, right? It's supposed to be we're going to open it back up for Wisconsin, which is something that we're not used to seeing from them. They're always running the ball. And then, like I said, Iowa – can their offense actually get something off the ground this year at Wisconsin is going to be a tough place to get that done. So as far as the big 10 West games, I think this is the big, the best one um, that we have this year. What do you think about that game? Yeah, you took my next pick, but that's okay. I figured you would. Um, Here's what's crazy is uh, this. Now this game, people maybe aren't thinking about this now. I mean, we're still in July, Suddenly, this is a game versus two teams with different styles. Yeah. It has been the essentially mirror image of each other for the past, I mean, basically 30 years, you know, since Barry Alvarez has been there. That's not the case anymore. So what will this look like with the different styles? It, it's incredible. Iowa has gotten a little bit of momentum back in the series, winning two of the last three, but haven't been nearly as successful going into Camp Randall. So that is going to be a, a, a great game, you would think, that would determine a lot of who's going to Indianapolis out of the West. Yeah, absolutely. All right, what's your third pick here? I could go everywhere here, a lot of different places. <laughs> um, I mean, you kind of already go, you know, you've got you've got the, the big three in the East that we talked about, and now we've scratched off the what is considered the top two in the West. Um, I'm going to give a little bit of love here uh, to the, the team that's not been not getting talked about the, the, enough in the West and that's Illinois. So mm. I'm going to go week two and Illinois at Kansas. Um, again, styles make the fights and you have got a, a front seven dominated rushing dominated team in Illinois going on the road to play a Friday night game in against a Big 12 team that's got a completely different style of offense with uh, Kansas Jalen Daniels. Hopefully he's healthy going into that game. A uh, little bit of a border war, a little bit, you know. So, like, to me, I think that is one that's off the radar that people aren't talking about nearly as much. I think that's going to be a blast to watch that Friday night. I'm a little nervous about Illinois. I was really high on them last year and I'm kind of coming back off of them now because I'm, I'm nervous. Ryan Walters is gone. I don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be, what their offense is going to look like. Chase Brown gone. I mean, I don't know. I'm not really sure what to expect out of there, but I'm interested to see what they're going to look like after I thought they kind of overperformed last year. 
So we'll see with that one. I'm going to, I'll go my non-conference game too. I got two that I had circled. I think I'm going to go with, because I, man, I hate to keep talking about the same teams, but I'll go with Ohio State at Notre Dame. I think that that's going to be a big game for them early on. Again, it's, they're trying to figure some things out. Kyle McCord is technically still relatively unknown. He's been there long enough now, though. He should be fine. Um, But then I was just trying to look up who Notre Dame's quarterback was. Do you remember who that transfer was from, what was it, Wake Forest? Sam Hartman. Uh, Sam Hartman, that's who it was. Okay, I just looked it up. So Notre Dame's got Sam Hartman. He's been in college football since I was born, basically. So um, (laughs) they have a lot going on. That's get, that game's going to be circled for me. I'm obviously going to be watching that whole thing. So I'll take uh, my non-conference game is going to be Ohio State at Notre Dame. All right, so that leaves you with one more pick, one more big game in the Big Ten that you're excited about this year. What do you like? And the one thing I would add to the Ohio State-Notre uh, Dame game is I only think that's going to be a big game if uh, Notre Dame pulls off the upset. Otherwise, it's not that big of a game, and I just don't see – Notre Dame uh, pulling off the upset, so that's kind of my take on that. Yeah, um, I'm going to cheat again. I'm going to cheat again, Kent. I'm sorry. That's all right. I'm taking, Go ahead. I'm taking. I'm taking two <laughs> with my last one. Okay. Uh, and, and I'm going to take Nebraska's first two games. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, it's kind of hard to separate either one of these because. I think, you know, it's Matt Rule's first year at Nebraska. Obviously, the the passion, uh, some would say craziness at times, of Nebraska fans is is always dialed in, especially now that they've got uh, some needed new blood uh, in, inside the program, leading the program. And I could see them going 2-0, 1-1, or maybe 0-2, going off of these first two games. And it's just... I, Odd, like how often does a power five coach the first year he takes over a program start his first two games on the road? Yeah, that is bonkers to me. Like it you just you just don't see that. So I think they're right around a touchdown, maybe a little bit more underdog coming up to Minnesota. Thursday night game. I'll be in attendance. I hope the Eyes on Big Podcast is going to have a tailgate like we did two years ago for this uh, uh, Minnesota Ohio State. I will be. You know, this is our. This is my first live football contest. You know, in it close to a year. So this is th- that is going to be a huge game um, for PJ Fleck in that game. You've already got your program established. You're at home to lose that game to the new coaching staff coming in. That would be a a tough loss for Gopher fans to stomach. And then let's say Minnesota wins. Okay. Let's say Minnesota wins somewhat convincingly, you know, 13, 14 point win. Now you switch it over to Nebraska. They go on the road to play a hated rival in Colorado with their brand new coach, Deion Sanders. That is two pretty crazy, interesting storylines for Nebraska right out of the shoot. Colorado is supposed to be really bad though, right? I, I I believe Nebraska will win that game. And I I, I don't believe, you know, I don't think Colorado's gonna be very good. In fact, I've got a wager with a buddy of mine on their season total, and I took the under uh for Colorado. In the end, it's a rivalry and it's college football. Uh second week on the road for Nebraska. So stranger things have happened. What was the uh line set at for the Colorado uh win total for you guys? 
Uh, it, it You could get it as high as four and a half, uh, low as three and a half. We set it at four. We kind of just went in, okay. in the middle. So I, I I took the under four. He took the over four. And if we tie, I think we're, you know, going to figure out something to, fun to do with the bet. But now I have a reason. I don't to know. Like, Colorado this year. I'll be, I'll cheer for you. I'm going absolutely. to cheer against Colorado. I'll be cheering for you okay. on that one. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> I also had, uh, Nebraska at Minnesota written down all mainly because it's just like week one opening big 10 matchup too. It's all like, that's just going to be awesome. But also with everything that you said with Nebraska, everything they have going on. And then, uh, Minnesota big, I think it's a big year for Minnesota. I'll talk about them more on that last segment, but, uh, the only other game I have written down and it transitions perfectly into what I wanted to talk about next, which was, the uh, East and West champions, I will take as my last game that I'm excited about, Iowa at Penn State. I think that um, the reason why it transitions so well for me is because those are the two teams that I have chosen to win the East and the West. I have picked Penn State to win the East. Um, I think that Iowa has a really good shot to win the West. A um, couple other teams out there that they're going to be competing against, but I really, everyone's talking about Penn State next year, and I think that they're overlooking what, how good they're going to be this year. Their defense is going to be strong. They got amazing defensive end. I think his name is Chop, Chop Robinson. Um, I'm absolutely in love with Drew Aller. I already talked about the running backs. I'm all over Penn State this year. Um, I think that this could be their year. I think they're going to surprise Michigan at home, and then I think it's a winnable game at Ohio State. So I have Penn State coming out of the East. So I'll take Iowa at Penn State as my last game. Who do you have winning each division this year? Hey, I want to give a shout out to you for not taking the chalk bets, you know, in the East. So so good for you. Uh, uh, always like to see a little somebody spice it up a little bit. Um, I got to take a bit of a pass here. I, I apologize to That's your listeners. Right. Um, I save I save my official predictions until we do our own podcast we we Perfect. actually kurt and i sandbag pretty heavily uh we don't do our picks until really right before the season starts just in case there's a surprise you know injury or whatever so uh but i will say this is um you stole a little bit of my thunder there in that i believe penn state should be considered right there uh with ohio state as a as a a team that can win the, the the East and then obviously the entire Big Ten. I, I mean, I think it's it's you know really close to Ohio State. I think Ohio State is really close to Michigan. Um, at some point, I typically become a you have to prove it to me type of deal. So as of right now, one of those two teams has got to prove it to me that they can knock Michigan off uh, with a two year run like this. And Michigan looking strong again. It's not like it's been a two year run where they lost a bunch of guys. They've got a ton of their playmakers and quarterback back for this year. Um, in the West, um, I'll, I'll start with this and say um, I'm continually surprised on how bullish how many people are with Wisconsin. Mm. Um, I'm not saying Wisconsin should not be considered one of the favorites in the West. I'm just surprised how much of a prohibitive favorite they are in the West when you factor in everything's new, you know, I mean, this is an entirely new scheme on both sides of the ball. Okay. Um, I can count, you know, I, I would take several hands, maybe even some of my toes to count how many times the, the hot group of five coach 
has come into a power five conference and struggled more than people thought he would. Okay. I think Fickle's a great coach. I just, you know, there's a difference between doing it at Cincinnati in the AAC. He, he coached at Ohio state. I get that. Uh, but not with Wisconsin's talent yet, Ohio state, right. you know? So like, there's just fa- more factors here. I, I, I don't doubt that fickle's a great coach and going to have things up and running eventually. I just, I'm just surprised how, how, you know, ironclad people are for Wisconsin this year. Um, outside of that, we kind of talked about it already, but people are sleeping on Illinois, uh, way more than I, than I think they should be. My two factors on why Illinois will be a factor to get to Indianapolis is coaching. Um, to pat my own back, I was high on Brett Bielma the second it was announced. Felt like I was on an island with that take a couple years ago, and I think he's proven me correct. He's a great football coach. And then, you know, to bolster that this year, this could be the best front seven in the Big Ten, uh, or at least in the Big Ten West. This is a destructive defense. Uh, uh, Newton on the defensive line, I think, is almost unquestionably the best defensive lineman going into the season. Uh, and then Iowa, uh, I, the, the defense and the special teams, you can pretty much just set your clock on how good the Iowa defense and special teams are going to be. And then on offense, they had to, they needed to, they got an influx of, of talent, most notably, as we pointed out, Kate McNamara quarterback. So to me, if the offensive line can finally turn the corner and be just above average, the offense will look a lot better. If the offensive line is good, this entire Iowa football team could be good to great. Yeah. I'm really excited about Iowa. I think that, yeah, I already said it. I think they're going to win the West. So I, I like their over under too. I think it was set at, uh, originally it was at like eight and a half and then, or maybe it was seven and a half and moved to eight and a half. Either way, I'm still on yep. the over. Cause I think that they could win 10 games this year with the way that the schedule shakes out. Um, that was a little bit of talk about the big 10 trophy. Let's talk about a different trophy, the Heisman trophy. Um, I have been very vocal about Nicholas Singleton. He's plus 5,000 right now to win the Heisman. I put a $10 bet on him, but what I wanted to do with you is do you have a guy in the big 10 or who would you spend a hundred dollars on if you had to, to win the Heisman? I got the odds pulled up here so I can look up anyone that you want. If I took that $100 and put it on Singleton, I'd win $5,000. I'd be really happy about that. Um, is there anyone in the Big Ten, or who would you bet overall for that Heisman Trophy this year? Yeah, I mean, one of the factors that you have to have, or two two main factors with this, right, is position and odds. Um, with the odds, you know, you want your ROI uh, to be as good as you can. So I, I know that plays into it for you um uh with nick singleton would love to see nick singleton um i i played running back in high school and for a half a second at iowa so like i always feel like i'm a running back at heart so i love nick singleton i love blake corum right i mean to see a big 10 running back win the heisman would be incredible but the fact of the matter is 20 of the last 23 heisman winners have been quarterbacks Hmm. so it's just hard to, to not pick a quarterback. Essentially, it's the best quarterback on the best team is what it's going to be. So I think it comes down to J.J. McCarthy and whoever the starting quarterback is at Ohio State. And the issue with J.J. McCarthy is that 
the guy I already I mentioned. I mean, he's got two running backs that he's handed the ball off to behind him to essentially soak up some of the stats. So it's just hard for me to see. I don't think, you know, winning a Heisman for his quarterback is is um, Jim Harbaugh's main goal. He's trying to attack here. Um, now I I do JJ McCarthy will attack downfield more uh, mm. this year, and I think you saw that at the you know the last four or five games of the season last year. So I think you're going to see that more out of JJ McCarthy. But in the end, if I'm going in the conference, I'm going to take the Ohio State starting quarterback. It, who exactly that's going to be, I'm not 100% sure yet, but that you're still getting pretty good odds there, and that's yeah. who I'd go with. Yeah, Kyle McCord's at uh, plus 2,200. The other guy I never looked up, I don't know if he – oh, here he is. It's Devin Brown, right? And he's at he's at plus 6,000. So, yeah, the, the one thing about Ohio State, though, is I've heard, like just through people and channels on Twitter and stuff like that, that – there could be a change midseason, though, so that would really put a put a kink in the odds, at least for just the Heisman Trophy. But obviously, like you said, Ryan Day's not worried about that. He's trying to win football games and go to the playoffs, so he doesn't care about that. But um, that would definitely put a kink in those plans if you bet on one of those guys for sure. All right, last topic before I let you go here. I tried to get you out of here in 30 minutes. I wanted to hear something that is going to put you out on a limb this year. It doesn't have to be about a specific player. It could be about a team or just something in the conference in general. Is there a take that you have that you're like, I'm just going to die on this hill and whatever happens happens. And you're just going out there and you're saying, we're going to see if it happens this year. What do you got for out on the limb take of the year for the preseason? Yep. Uh, So the funny thing is, is I have been kicking around this topic for a Twitter topic to put out there uh, to get big 10 fans a little bit riled up. So I've got, a a quasi list put together. Um, The thing is, is I don't love any of these hot predictions. Uh, You know, like I don't feel great about most of these actually coming true, uh, but I feel great about one of them, you know, coming true. Um, One of, you know, a Homer bet that Iowa is going to be in the top six or seven in the conference for points per game. Mm. Uh, So, you know what? I'll just go. I'll just go with that. I'll I'll show my home room home room a little bit. But the only thing I do want to point out is in uh, 2020, Iowa was second in the Big Ten in points per game. Seems like it's 800 years ago, but it was three years ago. The year before that, they were seventh, and the year before that, they were fourth. <laughs> so 2018, wow. 19, and 20, they averaged the fourth highest scoring offense in the Big Ten. Okay. Now, a lot of that has to do with the, the style of ball that they play, which is they're they're typically in a position where they're on the short side of the field and their defense adds, their defense and special teams add to the scoring average per game, okay? So I don't think Iowa is going to have even near the top for, for total yards or total offense, but I think they'll get back to playing the the team complementary defense and offense, and I think you'll see the points per game jump up. And of course, the way too much talked about Brian Ferentz contract and having the points per game. I think they put that in the uh, uh, contract because they felt like they had to get something out there. Also, I think they feel that they're a little bit more they're confident internally that they'll be able to breach those numbers. Can you remind me that contract uh, little wrinkle? I don't remember exactly what it was. Do you know it exactly, or did they just 
mentioned that there's points per game in his contract. Yeah, essentially they expect 25 points per game scored a year on the on average. So, you know, the funny thing is, is first game out of the gates, uh, Utah State is, I mean, they, they could be in the team picture for the worst group of five team in the country. So what do you do? Yeah, what do you do yeah, if you got 42 points going into the fourth <laughs> quarter? Go for it, right? Like I, I, I would at, at least think about it if I was Kirk and Brian Ferentz. Um, so yeah, it's 25 points per game, which is a full touchdown more than they for points per game than they had last year, which was obviously a historically you know horrible offense for for Iowa. So you know I think you you, you see a bump up, and a bump up would be more in that 2018, 19, 20 range, which is where they want to be. Yeah, I'm expecting a big improvement on the offense this year for Iowa. Like I said, I got them in the Big Ten Championship, so I'm hoping that they are. I got two quick hot takes. I'd like to get your thoughts on it. The one that I've been dying on, the hill that I've been dying on, I should say, is that um, I said that Minnesota is going to finish last in the Big Ten West. That's my first one. And then this one is newer uh, since the firings happened at Northwestern. I love. I always like cheering for Northwestern. Um, I just, you know, I just feel like they don't have as many fans or people pulling for them. So this year, I'm going to say that Northwestern is going to win four or more football games still, even after the firing of Pat Fitzgerald. I think that they're going to come together. They still have Ben Bryant, the transfer from Cincinnati. They have A.J. Henning from Michigan. I think if they can get a couple of stops, the offense will be able to score. I'm going to say they're going to win at least four games, which I feel like at this point, is really out on the limb because people are. Ex- I've seen people predicting them going 0 and 12. So I'm going to say four more wins for Northwestern. What do you think about those two out on the limb takes? So, uh, like your Penn State pick, I give you props, <laughs> right, for getting out there. So I, I love it. I love it. Uh, even though I very much disagree uh, with your late last two takes here, um, <laughs> Minnesota is an established football program. Um, uh, I, I like Ethan Caligmanis at quarterback. Joe Rossi is one of the more underrated defensive coordinators in the country. So it's hard for me to see them dropping off that much, even though they have an extremely tough schedule. So I know that I'm sure that plays into it for you. Um, one of the hot takes that I've thought about is, is Minnesota missing a bowl? So I, I'm not that far off from you, but it is a bridge too far for me to say that they would finish underneath Northwestern. Uh, you mentioned their quarterback and AJ Henning who are on the roster. Now <laughs> we got some time uh, before the football season starts sure. where somebody could get into the transfer portal. So, um, and, and if one or both of those happen, yikes. Um, I, I mean, I know they kept most of the staff together, which is a thing of its own. Uh, when you, when you look at the reason that, uh, you know, they got rid of their head coach, uh, position coaches are much more closer to the, uh, each individual player than the head coach ever is. Um, so I know they kept the, the staff intact, but now you got a rookie head coach that's suddenly thrust into this and they didn't have playmakers to begin with. And quite honestly, I, I'm not sure if they've got great lines either. Uh, so this is not a Northwestern team that I'm confident in. Uh, so, Again, I wish you luck. I, you. I, I, you know, if, if either one of those happened, that'd be incredible. But I just not what I see from what I'm looking at on paper right now. 
the way I look at it is that if I'm wrong about uh, Minnesota specifically, that's the one that I started like the beginning of the summer. Um, I think that it'll bring people back to uh, my Twitter page just to tell me how wrong I am. And, you know, that interaction will be great. I will look forward to that. And if I'm right, then um, I'm a genius at that point, if I'm actually right about that. So that's how I look at that. Good point. Jeffrey the point. Greek, his podcast is called Eyes on Big. Is it spelled B? Is it B1G, right? Or in the podcast, app, is it just big? B1G, yep. right? You got it. Eyes, okay. E-Y-E-S on big, B1G. The eyes uh, uh, is for eye for Iowa, eye for Illinois. That's kind of a you know play on words right there. Love Confuses it. the heck out of people, but yep, eyes on big. What do you guys got uh, coming up this the rest of this summer? And then tell it once again, um, if there's anywhere they can find you, maybe your Twitter and everything like that. Yeah, definitely uh, look me up on Twitter, please. I am at Jeffrey the Greek, Illinois. Uh, Kurt is at B1GKURT. Um, the podcast uh, Twitter account is pretty much there to uh, send out the the podcast link when we put a new podcast out. Um, might have we're we're uh, looking to have a guest on. Uh, can't announce it yet, uh, but he's uh, somebody that does a lot of statistics for for college football. So try to come on soon. We'll go right into our team previews where we do typically four teams per pod, four, four, and four. And then the last pod will be uh, Michigan and Purdue, which is the two teams that are in the Big Ten Championship the year before. And then we're into our predictions uh, for what we look for the season and then into week one previews. So throughout the season, we do two podcasts, one to preview the upcoming games and then a Sunday one to to do the post view of each game played. So always looking for more listeners. Please join in. And uh, yeah, we love it. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I'll be checking that out. We'll keep track of you. Talk to you soon. Later, maybe maybe mid-season we'll do a little update. See where I'm at on my Minnesota prediction. <laughs> All right. I love it. All right. Thanks, Jeffrey. All right. Once again, that was Jeffrey the Greek. He's on Twitter, at Jeffrey the Greek. Eyes on Big Podcast. On Twitter, it's eyes. You got to spell out the eyes. But the logo is the eyes. It's Illinois and Iowa. I like that. That's creative. Um, it's the Eyes on Big podcast, B1G. Of course I knew that. I don't know why I asked Jeffrey about that. I knew that. Like I said, I've been listening to his show for over a year now. Um, that's it, man. That's the end of the series. For some of you, it's the end of ever listening to my podcast again. You know what? Don't do that. Don't be that person. Stick around. Football season's right around the corner. I got more stuff for you guys. I got some more ideas up in this. You know, they're rattling around up in this old noggin. Um, I said I was going to take a shot. I could have poured it out and put water in here. I didn't. Or did I? Actually, you know what? I did. If you're watching on YouTube, I did. Because like I said, I don't know if this is allowed. This is just water. Take this shot. Cheers to the Big Ten. Cheers to Purdue Pete, who's on my shot glass. And cheers to football. Woo! Um, thank you all for watching. Appreciate it. Stick around. I'll be back next week at some point, and I'll be dropping another episode. We will uh, we'll be mid-season before you know it. We'll be at the beginning of the season. Man, my eyes are watering a little bit. I usually take a chaser with my water. And uh, 
I wanted to be a tough guy on the podcast, so I didn't do that right. <laughs> Hope you guys like that, man. Go back and listen. If you're listening right now, you just came here for Jeffrey, go back and find your team and listen to that episode. So I promise it's good. See you guys in the future. Everything.